With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the producers and or the persons appearing on the program and not necessarily shared by the station or by any members of the Democrat National Committee. This is American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Louis Sar Avalone. You know, some days I just wonder what world are we living in? Mm. President Biden today uh-huh. is giving a commencement address to the graduating class of the Coast Guard Academy. Yeah. And he tries to deliver a line from a Ronald Reagan speech back in 1988. <laughs> now he botches the line completely. Yeah. Botches it. Just messes it up. Yeah. He, he, he Bidens it. He Bidens it. Yeah. And when the graduating class mm-hmm. doesn't respond to the line yeah. from the Reagan speech that by now is making his own, when they don't respond with either applause or mm-hmm. laughter, you know what he does? Well, you know what he does? We've got a clip of it. Do you want to hear that? Because we've got Reagan and Biden giving the same thing. He insults them. So what you're going to hear on this clip is first mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan at age 77. In 19. 19- 88, uh-huh. and then the clip right behind that will be what Joe Biden attempted to deliver today at his commencement address to the graduating class of the Coast Guard Academy. And again, this is Reagan when he was 77 and Biden when he's 78. You can hear the difference in the two men. Take a listen. My Coast Guard aides have been excellent. One of them taught me that, and I quote, the Coast Guard is that hard nucleus about which the Navy forms in time of war. I can only assume that you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. You are quite, you're a really dull class. You're a really dull class. I mean, if that's not the pot said the commander in chief, the kettle black, but actually wow. it's just very ironic because I don't think that this class is dull whatsoever. However, the person making the insult yes. is indeed very dull. So dull, he didn't realize he botched the line. He didn't say it the right way. That's why the class was like, oh, that's not, you're so close. These oh. are the men and women who are serving yeah. our nation. And by the way, the Coast Guard gets shot at more than any other branch in our military. So you're telling the people that are going to go and get on the ships and get shot at by drug runners on a daily basis that they're dull. I, exactly. And and many people may say, oh, that's just Joe. That's just Joe. He's just kidding. It's all it's all Joe. I mean, you know, no, it's not. You're the president of the United States. You're yeah. the leader of what used to be but the you, world. You know what? I'm going to free world. I'm going to say that is Joe, not as an excuse, but as an indictment. That is how Joe is. Joe is so oblivious to his own ignorance that he blames others for his failures. That's Joe being Joe. I agree. It's not a good thing, though. Hey, you know whose quote he didn't botch? Hmm. Chinese Chinese communist dictator Mao Zedong. He, He 
quoted. Please, please tell me he did not quote oh, he Mao did. Zedong at the Coast Guard, the Absolutely. United States United States Coast Guard Military Academy's graduation. Absolutely, he went on to say, again, quoting the Chinese Communist dictator Mao Zedong. There's a saying we use in a different context. Biden says it's a Chinese saying. It's a dictator's saying <laughs> that women hold up half the world, and it's absolutely stupid not to make sure that they represent at least half of what we do. I mean, and again, what he, that has to he do— He couldn't quote, uh, I don't know, Abigail Adams? Uh, but he, he couldn't has quote a, no, but look, Susan B. Anthony? Biden has a history of getting angry mm-hmm. and upset— at the groups that he is addressing when they don't respond, when they don't laugh at his jokes, when they don't applaud at the time that the teleprompter or his speechwriter said, oh, this is going to be really good. And as soon as you say that, just hold for applause because they're going to just say, that's great, Joe. Mm -hmm. And when they don't, he insults the crowd. In 2016, he was addressing uh, this overseas Air Force base, and he told the troops this. The audio is not real good, but just take a listen. And two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I want you to know that. Clap for that, you Okay, so he said, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. Nobody clapped, and then he said, clap for that, you bastards. Yeah, you stupid you bastards. You stupid bastards. Yeah, let's get that straight. Okay. But see, let me ask you something. If Donald Trump again, by the way, just real quick, Donald Trump, but real quick, just to make sure we're clear, that was what he said to our military men and women, by the way, during a time of war, he called them stupid bastards because these men and women risking their lives for this nation didn't clap when he gave a bad line. Yeah, but that's just Joe. Yes, that's just Joe you're right. being that Joe. That is I mean, just Joe being he Joe. Doesn't mean and anything. it's not an excuse that that's the problem. He has no idea what the meaning of the words coming out of his mouth actually are. I mean, the what exactly. And he doesn't remember what he has said. He I mean, when he lies to the American people. Uh-huh. And especially and it doesn't take very long these days, he doesn't remember what he said earlier this week, he was in Michigan mm-hmm. and he recanted or, you know, retold the story of uh-huh. how his great grandfather was a coal miner. Mm-hmm. But I got that clip. You want to hear but it? Back in 2000. Wait, oh, wait, wait. You want to play the clip? I want to play the clip. I want people to hear for themselves of what he said. What he said earlier this week in Michigan, earlier this week in Michigan. My dad used to say, Joey, and I swear to God, when he left Scranton, when coal died, my dad was not a was he was a salesperson. He wasn't a coal miner my great-grandpop was but my great-grandpa was a coal miner i was he i was, was talking and dad's like i'm not kidding joe i'm a just coal a kid miner from scranton that's just how it is and i'm not this is serious i'm not you know that's how the things are that's just you know i mean you it's know, how the coal drops my dad lost his job <laughs> yeah. i mean this sad story yeah we had black lung and stuff it's not very mm, sad actually yeah. but he actually had a canary okay but back to the story back to the story he told folks earlier t- this week in Michigan that his great-grandfather mm-hmm. was a coal miner. Right. But here is what he told John Stewart mm-hmm. on The Daily Show back in 2004 regarding that family member that was a coal miner. 
Hey, look, everybody tells you just, you know, don't take any chances because the truth of the matter is I've got myself in trouble. And uh, hell, I might be president now if it weren't for the fact I said my uh, I had an uncle who was a coal miner. Turned out I didn't have anybody in the coal mines, you know what I mean? Really? I tried that crap, you know, about, you know, <laughs> it didn't work, you know what I mean? <laughs> I tried lying to people and telling them that I had a coal miner, and turns out I didn't have a coal miner in the family. And if I had done that, gosh, I could have been president. Hold on. Right and and now that he is president, he gets to bring back up the lie that he had a family member who was a coal miner when he didn't have a family member who was a coal miner. Dear, hold on just a second, I'm right. Yeah. Dear Biden uh-huh. voters, yeah. is this what you voted for? Was the orange man mm-hmm. that was so offensive mm-hmm. that you were willing to destroy our country? I guess I could finish this later. You can finish this but later. But see, this is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Do Biden voters, I think there are millions of Biden voters out there mm-hmm. who realize, like folks back in 1976 who voted for Jimmy Carter, yeah. that they have made a mistake. And you know what? You know what's the worst part? None of us are perfect. I think there are millions of Biden voters who aren't figuring it out yet. And that is the part that concerns me. Let's get to the top three things you need to know before tomorrow. Please keep working on that letter. I liked that letter. First thing you need to know before Why tomorrow. did you? Yeah. Governor Greg Abbott, I meant later. Oh, oh, later, later. Governor Greg Abbott signed a heartbeat abortion bill today into law. The new law allows anyone to sue an abortion provider for up to $10,000 if an abortion is performed on a baby after a heartbeat is detected. That could be as early as six weeks. But it does not allow state officials to enforce the law, charge an abortion provider with a crime, or send anyone to jail. Abortion proponents say they will sue to stop the law from going into effect. Oh, this is going to be in the courts like you would not believe, because all Already they're saying that what you're hearing as a heartbeat mm-hmm. is not actually a heartbeat. They're calling it an electrically induced flickering of fetal tissue. That's what you're hearing, you not actually a heartbeat, a heartbeat. You know what a heartbeat is? It's an electrically induced flickering of heart tissue. Second thing you need to know before tomorrow, yesterday, Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee signed a bill into law banning doctors in that state from performing gender reassignment treatments to children in the volunteer state. That includes hormone treatments to anyone under the age of 18. Arkansas's legislature passed a similar law earlier this year over Governor Asia Hutchinson's veto. I mean, why is this not common sense? I mean, why is the left Mm -hmm. so obsessed on allowing members of the opposite sex to go to the bathroom. Why do you think the left is in favor of things that are common sense? Well, uh, that's a good point. Okay. Third thing you need to know before tomorrow, voters in Pennsylvania yesterday rolled back the governor's emergency powers in the Keystone State. A state constitutional amendment was on the ballot yesterday during the primary elections that would restrict the governor from enacting an emergency declaration for more than 21 days. After that, the legislature would have the power to extend or cancel the emergency with a simple majority vote. Voters passed the amendment by 54 percent, and it's expected to go into effect later this summer. Already, the legislature had tried to restrict Governor Tom Wolf's emergency powers, but he vetoed more than a half a dozen bills within the past year to curb those powers. You know, that's all good and well, but how about they fix what the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania did during the 2020 election? One thing at a time. Coming up next, talk to the mama. Stick around. You're standing on American ground with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr.
Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. If you want a racist country, keep voting Democrat. That's all I'm saying. I mean, if you want a bankrupt com- country, mm-hmm. keep voting Democrat. Mm-hmm. Back to the racist part. Yeah. Chicago Mayor Lori mm-hmm. Lightfoot. Did you see this? I did see this. I was I was going to put this in our fake news Friday. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Apparently, she is no longer granting one-on-one interviews mm-hmm. to white reporters. Right. She's only going to grant interviews to mm-hmm. black or brown mm-hmm. journalists. Yeah, she's not even doing separate but equals. She's just doing screw you. So if you're a Democrat out there, right. is this something you support? Absolutely. No, I, no, I, the Democrats I'm support not gonna, this. I just... I'm sorry, I just don't believe that the majority of Democrats in this country, as as ill I, ill I, informed that as they may be with mm-hmm. regards to policy, with regards to empirical evidence of failed policies, and mm-hmm. yet we're still trying. You know, we're still going to try socialism because it just hasn't been done by the right people yet, even yeah. though it's failed each and every time that it's ever been tried. So, what percentage of Democrats do you think are in favor of this type of racist behavior? Because I think it's I think it's about fifty five percent. I'd say twenty five percent. Oh man, I think of Democrats out there. I, I, I think it's at least. Uh, so I'm being Pollyanna here. Yeah, I I think it's at. at I, I can't see it being less than a third of Democrats not supporting that. But see, here's the thing, and we talked about this earlier in the week. Is I think there's a lot of Democrats who see what destructive policies that the Democrat Party has waged on this country over the last 30, 40, 50 years, Mm -hmm. and yet they continue to vote Democrat. They continue to look the other direction. They continue to remain silent rather than calling out bad behavior, illegal behavior, immoral behavior, incompetence when they see it because they say, well, he's a Democrat. She's a Democrat. I can't say anything. I mean, you care more about your party, you care more about someone's party affiliation as to whether or not your energy costs are going to be higher, whether your rent is higher, whether you can afford to feed your family, whether there's a job for you in this country. All of that means more to you. You know, you should stick around I mean, for as far as partisanship. Stick around for our digging deep segment. I think you're going to like it because it kind of do- ties into this. Because what we're going to talk about in digging deep is why Democrats get so much stuff wrong. Okay, we, there's, well, there's, I think I can hold over for another segment. Okay, good, excellent. Right now, let's ask our American mamas a question. Dear mamas, I love that clip you shared of the baseball player showing so much class and grace after he got hit in the face. Well, let's ask our American mamas. Mama. And joining us now are American Mamas, Terry Nettaville and Denise Arthur. Uh, this came from Kevin Pillar. He uh, plays with the New York Mets. Earlier this week, he was hit in the face by Atlanta reliever Jacob Webb with a 95-mile-an-hour mm. fastball. He gave a—so uh, his face, oh, my gosh. His face looked like uh, um, Harry Reid after yeah. the, the workout machine got too. him. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, it did. It looked it was, thi- it was one of those thousand football, yeah. baseball moments. It but, was like, oh, it was bad. Yeah, it was. It was bad. Uh, but he gave a a talk. Uh, he was answering questions on Zoom, and this was his answer. But I know this guy didn't want to hit me. I know he didn't want to hit me in the face. Uh, the bases were loaded, and it was a one nothing game. And 
accidents do happen. So, uh, you know, in that regard, there's, you know, I know he feels bad. I know me and him have talked last night today and, uh, I'm almost more worried about him than I am myself because I know I saw his reaction and I know how tough that could be on someone who feels, uh, you know, responsible for someone getting injured. Uh, Oh, bless his heart. You can just hear his airway and God love him. You know, you can't do anything with that nose until the swelling goes down. That's the hard part. Then he's got, you know, what, another 10, 14 days after that. You know what struck me about that? Because we saw he had to have been in pain. He couldn't breathe. You could tell that his eyes were swollen. And yet through that press conference, you could sense that he was more concerned about the pitcher, Webb. He was more concerned because he, he's, he's like, I can't. I can't imagine what it feels like to yeah. feel Mentally, responsible. Mentally, that could be a career ender yeah. for a pitcher and so to he, cause that kind of damage. Yes, he wanted to, well, for, yes. And actually for both, because right. when a pitcher gets that kind of thing in his head, yeah, that can mess you up. So Pillar wanted to meet with Webb, or, or, they, or maybe it was Webb that wanted to meet with Pillar. And they met, the, and they they, met in the tunnel. Right. And I think he, that's where he told Webb, look, I, I know you did not, I know this was unintentional. And and you need to believe in yourself. You need to have confidence because you've got good stuff. You do have good stuff. Right. He want, He was so concerned about that. And my first thought, I, I cried actually when I saw this because I, I think when I hear stories like this, I get emotional because I, I my, my heart craves it. He taught a generation of boys what class looks like, what strength what it, the extension of grace looks like, mm-hmm. dignity looks like, compassion looks compassion. like. Compassion. And he, he was worried. Yes, he these was are worried about the other. That's guy right. As he was, and he didn't himself. place blame. This is an no. this is a blame world, and he did not place blame. And to me, he taught these lessons that are for a lifetime. He did it in less than a minute by being himself. They said that when he, or actually, he said that when he went down, his first thought was to get up and yeah. go to first base. I'm going to get up, first. run to yeah. first. And then he right. he made sure to walk off that field without help. And he said, that's just who I am. And other people are coming out saying, of course, that he is one of those leaders on the team. Speaking of team, I wanted to yeah. read this quote because he was talking about he's not focused on himself. This gets back to what you're saying. He's yeah. not focused on himself. He said, my face will heal, but my heart's broken mm-hmm. right now because this team yes. is hurting right now. He was He's upset that he's he feels yeah. like he's letting his teammates down because his face. Well, and they're down. He can't play. I got a bunch of injuries, yeah. so they're already they're already down. But to a bunch your point, that's where his head is. His head is about others. I want us to get back to that world where we are, where everybody, yes, takes everybody we, like we, that. that others matter. Others matter. But you get ho- this is a world you get canceled in, Terry, for extending grace. We've already seen that on The Bachelor. But the thing about it is, is you know, there's kind of a baseball code where they don't apologize to each other and they don't speak of it. I right. Mean, because it happens right. often. It's part of the and game. oftentimes yes. it's intentional. Yes. So yes. the thing about it is I think these two men yes. just decided, you know what, we don't care. Forget, yeah. the, forget the code. We're, right. we're going to talk about this. And thank God they did because, you know, I, I can't even imagine. Because, you know, I've I've unintentionally hurt somebody. Before. I've, like, stepped on somebody's right. foot and broke a toe. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that kind of thing. Oh, that, it's different. That will, and, that will freeze you up for life. Yes. You won't. Well, you're not going to. That's like wrecking a car. You don't want to get back in the car. Maybe yeah. he didn't, people don't want to get back on the mound. Well, I might hit the next three guys just like that. I want to give Webb a little credit, too, because... 
He reached out. He could have said, look, I, that was unintentional. Yeah. I mean, this Sorry, is the dude. game. Can't do it. He reached out to him that night. He texted him while he was at the hospital. Then he reached out and called him the next day. He is, he, the, it shows the human side because yeah. this game, I mean, you, really and truly, you got a bunch of type A's out there, a bunch of alpha men yeah. well, out there's there. No, there's no crime yeah. in baseball. And this is showing <laughs> a side of, um, it, it's like they're not soft. They're tough, strong men who are allowing us a glimpse into the compassion of their soul, allowing us to see the human side of them. They do care about each other. Pillar was caring about Webb's psyche. He wants him to go out there and continue to pitch. Right. He was care- He cared more about his teammates. I hope I'm not letting you down by not being able to play until the swelling goes down. I, it is people like Kevin Pillar, and I call him, he's a pillar of strength, a pillar of true strength yeah. because he shows good well, he shows great Just character. Just a little window that young people need to see into what it's like to be in the big leagues like that and to have a heart and some compassion and showing some grace. If you'd like to ask our American Mamas a question, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash American Ground Radio, facebook.com slash American Mamas. Terry Nettaville, Denise Arthur, thank y'all. Thank you. Coming up next, we are digging deep. Stick around. Dad. Keep your ear to the ground. American Ground Radio with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. You know, the United States of America, mm-hmm. we used to come to the aid of those wherever liberty is in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. That's where America was. Okay. Right? Sure. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So why are there folks that are siding with the Palestinians? Because they're misinformed. I mean, you've got tens of thousands of missiles, right? Yeah. That are being shot at Israeli civilian targets. Hundreds every day. Not military targets. That's a key point. They are shooting at neighborhoods. They are attempting to kill grandmothers and babies. Doesn't that tell you something insofar as this isn't about them having their own country? It's about killing Jews. Right. And and the left says that, that Israel is trying to commit genocide against the Palestinians. It's the other way around. It's just that the Palestinians aren't as good at fighting as the Israelis are. They don't have the weapons. They don't have that power yet. But if they did, they would kill every single Jew in Israel. But see, this is I think this also serves as an example that when you appease terrorists. Yes. When you appease those that are not peace loving, liberty, freedom loving people. It's never enough for them. There's a video from uh, Prager University. I love this video. There's a line in it. It says, if the Palestinians would put down their weapons, there would be no war. If the Israelis put down their weapons, there would be no Israel. But see, Prime Minister Minister Ariel Sharon, former uh-huh. Prime Minister Ariel Sharon. Yeah. You know, he forced the evacuation of the Israelis from Gaza. Right. And when they basically they, the pulled, Isra- out. they pulled out under gunfire mm-hmm. because the terrorists, the those in the Palestinians, yeah. they viewed that action 
as a retreat. Yes. Okay. As a victory for them. And almost immediately, they went into Gaza City and they said, my dream, this is after the Israelis have left, right? So yeah. You think, they left the Gaza Strip. You thought maybe that they have They've appeased, appeased them. Right? them. Yeah. And they immediately went into Gaza City with a sign saying, my dream is not going to be complete without Jerusalem. Right. It's just another example that it's some for some people, for some causes, it's never enough. They're just they're, – they're going to fight. It'll never be enough right. until you don't exist. The Palestinians Your have been, freedom doesn't exist. The Palestinians have been offered their own country six times, and six times they've said no. It's not about a country. It's not. It's about hatred of Jews. Let's dig deep. Working in a coal mine, going down, down, down. One of my favorite quotes from Ronald Reagan came from his A Time for Choosing speech back in 1964. Take a listen. The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. That is still true today. So much of what our leftist friends believe to be true isn't true at all. That's not my opinion. That's what the data shows. The Heartland Institute and Rasmussen just did a poll. They asked people on the phone. They called them up. They said, hey, how big is the national debt? Is it 1 to 10 trillion? Is it 10 to 20 trillion? 20 to 30 trillion? 30 to 40 trillion? Or more than $40 trillion? All right. That's what they asked people on the phone. Okay. All right. All right. You know the answer on this one? Yeah, it's it's over thirty trillion now. Mm, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. It's twenty to thirty trillion now. Sixteen percent of We're likely U.S. voters. Close. Are you sure about that number? Yeah. So only sixteen percent of likely U.S. voters who say CNN is their favorite cable news outlet, and only twenty percent of those who say MSNBC is their favorite news outlet, correctly estimated the U.S. national debt. What was the percentage? Sixteen and twenty. Sixteen for CNN, twenty for MSNBC. Gotcha. 35% of Fox News viewers and 32% of talk radio listeners correctly estimated the size of the U.S. national debt. So well, twice as many as on CNN. All right. Radio audiences. Uh-huh. They're smart people. Smart. They and are smart good, people. And good looking. And good looking. The thing is that the voters who said CNN is their favorite were most likely to dramatically underestimate the national debt as being less than $5 trillion. 29% of people who watch CNN think the national debt is less than $5 trillion. I, I don't think they have any idea whatsoever. I, no clue. It's not that – because, look, when you ask people questions, uh-huh. yeah. some people yeah. some people don't have a clue of what the answer is, but they don't want to say, I don't know. Right. So they just throw out something, and right. they're like, well, how bad could it be? Well, a trillion's but, trillion's a lot of money. It's probably around $5 trillion. But isn't this an indictment of CNN, that people who say they get their news from CNN have no clue what the national debt is, right? Uh, to some degree, okay, okay. sure. Right. How many Americans, they also asked, asked these people, how many Americans don't have health insurance? Health insurance is a big thing. We passed Obamacare to try and fix people who didn't have health insurance, right? So what percentage of Americans don't have health insurance? Zero to 10%, 10 to 20%, 20 to 30%, 30 to 40 percent or more than 40 percent what was the what was the lowest one zero to ten and what's the next one 10 to 20 i'll go with 10 to 20 you're a little high it's the about five percent so it's zero to ten only 13 percent of likely voters correctly estimated the number of americans who did not have private health insurance now again we did obamacare 
because people were concerned about how many people didn't have health insurance and only 13 percent have a clue about how many Americans don't have health insurance. Right. I mean, okay? if you listen to the narrative during the Obama years, you'd think that it was well over 50% of Americans do not have any health insurance. And it or wasn't. It was Access wasn't. to medical care whatsoever. All right. Now, among cable viewers, 18% of voters who say Fox is their favorite correctly estimated the number. So, again, Fox viewers better informed than the average American. Americans... Uh, only 10 percent. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, only six percent of MSNBC viewers and only seven percent of CNN viewers got that answer right. So if you're watching MSNBC or CNN, you are less correct than the average American among voters who watch broadcast networks. Eleven percent of ABC, eight percent of CBS, seven percent of NBC. Again, below the national average. If you're listening to radio, 20 percent of people listening to radio correctly got that right. Now, I want everybody listening to this show to get the number right. It's about five percent. OK, that's where we are right now. So what's the top marginal tax rate? They got this one wrong, too, again, but not including state or local. Is it 0 to 10%, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 40, 40 to 50, or more than 50? It's 30 to 40. You are correct. I actually guessed that one high. I thought it was 40 to 50, but you're right well, on that It's 39%, one. I think, is the uh, marginal, the highest marginal tax rate. The majority of people underestimate that rate as being below 30%. 58% of Americans think the highest marginal tax rate is below 30%. They get it wrong. Only 22% of voters who say MSNBC is their favorite and only 23% who say CNN is their favorite correctly estimated that, whereas 36% of Fox News viewers and 40% of people who listen to talk radio got it right. Okay, so there's there's one of two things going on here. Uh-huh. Okay, number one, these various media outlets yeah. are only telling the part of the story that they want to tell. What did the those media outlets spend most of the last four years talking about? Okay. Russia collusion. Or... Which they got that story wrong, too. Okay. Or they're actually telling the story, mm-hmm. but the comprehension level mm-hmm. of their viewers is very low. That's a possibility, too. I'm just saying, oh, why, not why, that they're dumb, why not would, that they're stupid, but maybe this doesn't interest them. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The, but the, this the, is what we vote about. The Obamacare oh, completely no. changed. Give me the, a break. I'm sorry. This is what this is what we should be voting on. This is what we should be voting on. Obamacare completely changed this country, and yet most people don't understand how many people didn't actually have insurance. Was it worth doubling everyone's health insurance premiums to get that insurance rate to go from eight percent down to five percent? This election was not about issues. This election was about personality. This election was about hatred of the orange man. Democrats say all the time, when you know better, you do better. This poll shows Democrats simply don't know better because the places where they get their news are not telling them the truth. Democrats say that when you know better, you do better. Oprah. It's a line from Oprah. Oh, all the time. Break. They, They use it as a cudgel. And I don't think they know what it means. We'll be back. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul Lewis, Sar Abalone. You know, I, I was going to talk about how congressional Democrats, especially in the Senate, mm-hmm. are basically facing failure on this HR one. As they should. Which was basically going to overhaul our elections. It was unconstitutional, and basically what it's going to do is it's going to give Democrats the ability to control every election in the future. And black conservatives, and I'm sure there's a lot of black Democrats out Mm -hmm. there who felt the same way, that H.R. 1 was basically racist in that it implied that voter suppression by requiring 
photo ID right. was actually targeting black people, as if black people were not smart enough to get an ID mm-hmm. and requiring black people to present a photo ID is racist. Well, see, I think what Th- it is— This is what the bill— That's what the bill says. Uh, but see, I don't think this is that they, they don't, I don't think the left really thinks black people can't get IDs. I think the left thinks if we force people to have an ID to vote, that's going to make it harder for us to get our secret ballots in. I think the Democrats know that that is something that will stop them from being able to stuff the ballot box and cheat. And they say there's no such thing as widespread election fraud, but just go check out the Heritage Foundation's election fraud tracker. They've got court cases, people that have been convicted of election fraud in every single state and every single election for the last 20 years. That's not widespread. Anyway, I was going to bring that up, but I just I'm still trying to figure out why Demi Lovato mm-hmm. is now non-binary and no, she know. wants us to call her they. I mean, I'm not going to, but that's okay. She's welcome to ask. What non-binary? I I'm, you're not male. You're not female. Yeah. Or you're. Let's get to a bright spot. Okay, so these mask mandates in schools have been harmful to our kids. They present barriers to learning, to socialization, and most importantly, to breathing. Yes. Well, they are. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, those that are affected the most, they're kids. Yeah. They don't realize Uh what has happened to them. They Mm. relied upon grown-ups. Actually, I think some kids know what's happened to them. And the reason I'm saying this is because this is our bright spot. Last week, a 10-year-old fourth grade student named John spoke up at the Martin County School Board meeting in Florida, and what he did was simple but powerful. Take a listen. I expected school to be a little bit different in the beginning, but I didn't think it would stay this way all year long, and I was surprised by the rules. A lot of them didn't make any sense to me, like the fact that we were not allowed to play on the playground or have student council or turn to face each other at lunch. And we also have to wear masks outside at P.E. and on track. That doesn't make any sense to me either. And here's the thing. Kids understand the concept of hypocrisy. Even if they don't know the word, they understand the concept of it. They understand the concept of fairness. Here's John again. One teacher walks around with a clipboard full of referrals for any student whose mask isn't on properly. It makes me feel scared. That same teacher yells at us having our masks down to drink water while we are outside in Carlin. She told us we had to wait until we were in our parents' car to have a drink of water. She had her mask down the entire time while she was yelling at us, which makes me and all my friends very mad. This happens a lot. And it seems unfair teachers take their masks off while they're yell while they yell at us kids and that we need to pull ours up. I asked my mom if there's a word for this, and she said there is. Hypocrisy. Pretty good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, mean I mean, it's innocent. Yep. It's right from the heart. And, and it's true. Every word he's saying here is true, not just in his classroom, but this is happening in every single school across the country. This next part, though, was something I hadn't thought of, and it broke my heart when he said it. Take a listen. A few weeks ago, I ran into my teacher outside of school. She didn't even recognize me because she's never seen my face before. 
But I knew it was her because she sits at her desk a lot without a mask on. I know my teacher has asthma and everything, but I understand why it's hard for her to wear a mask. And I think she should have that choice. But I should too. It's heartbreaking that the teacher has never actually seen her student's face enough to recognize him out of the classroom. Do you ever have that memory of when you ran into your, your student, your, your teacher in the grocery store? I remember running into my first grade teacher. Sure. Actually, we went to a play my, with my parents, and I remember running into my first grade teacher, and of course she recognized me, and we talked, and it, it, I, I remember those moments. Can you imagine running into your teacher, and your teacher looks at you straight in the face and has no clue who you are? Oh, it's just, I mean, it's, it's an upside-down world. It is. Here's the last part from John. I miss seeing people's face. I miss the way things used to be. I'm scared they'll never go back to normal. Breathing freely doesn't seem like something we should have to ask any other people for permission for. Please make masks optional today. It would be so awesome to end the school year on a really happy note like that. Thank you for your time. It's always asked for. Just look, we're, we're almost done with school. In the mask mandate, please do that. Okay, but, you know, I, I don't mean to... I don't mean to be, you know, throw cold water on this. Uh huh. But he didn't write this speech. But he come de- on, I, he delivered it very well. I think a lot of it he did write. Did he get help from his parents? Sure, but that's like one of those class projects. Everybody helps their kids with a class project. But this kid delivered it, and what he said was true, and he was right. And the school board voted four to one to keep their mask rules in place. If you live in that county in Florida, that school board needs to be replaced. No, the message was spot on, and it came from his heart. Absolutely. Coming up next, got a moment of wall. Stick around. You're listening to American Ground Radio with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. So only one in three independents approve of the job that biden is doing only one in three one in three uh, well see the left is saying that john uh, joe biden's got a 67 percent approval rating that's what they were saying last week gosh you don't think that the polls are wrong again no his approval ratings continue to shrink and you know this i know you know not to be overconfident mm-hmm. but i think the republicans are going to take back the House mm-hmm. in 2022. They're going to take back the Senate. The Senate's going to be tough. And what you're going to see is you're going to see the stock market just shoot through the roof because basically Wall Street likes gridlock. And, yeah. and that's what you'll have after the midterm elections in 2022. But that helps Joe Biden. That helps Joe Biden. How? Because, all right, go back to the last two Democrat presidents. We had Barack Obama had control of the House and the Senate, and then he lost it in 2010, and the the stock market started to go up. He got to get reelected in 2012. Same thing with Bill Clinton. He was he had the House and Senate. He lost it. Then he got reelected. No, I, I think the stock market's going to rise. People's pensions, uh-huh. their their retirement, and they're gonna going to give credit to Joe Biden. No, not at all. To the Republicans who now control Congress. I hope so, because otherwise, the whole country's just going to be like, whoa. <laughs> when I say whoa, I mean whoa. 
Last year, when the pandemic hit and governments began locking down the economy, Scythia Rashmi's parents lost their jobs. So did Scythia's friend Farah Bahar's parents. Farah's family had immigrated to the U.S. from Egypt when she was just five years old. Now the lockdowns threatened to take away her hopes of achieving the American dream. So she and Scythia decided to do something with their spare time during the lockdowns. The high school seniors started their own candy company. Now, neither one of them knew anything about making candy, so they watched a lot of videos online and on TikTok. Their first try at chocolate-covered strawberries didn't go well, but they learned and they got better. Now their company, FNR Sweets, is growing and getting national attention. They were even featured on CBS News earlier this month. The Cocoa Bombs are their bestsellers, but you need to put your orders in early. They're limited to how many they can make because they still have homework to do, but they've earned enough profit to help pay for their colleges next year. That's such a sweet story. May your pursuit of happiness bring you joy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.